Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. With Coach Nagy resting the starters on Saturday, very little was expected from the Bears when they took the field against the Chiefs in the dress rehearsal game for their first home contest of 2018. How did the number twos perform, and what does that mean? All of this and so much more on the preseason week three review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Preseason week number three in the books. Only one more game left to go on Thursday night. Then it's on to the real stuff. We finally get to break in the 2018 season. What's going on, everybody? Larity back for the preseason week three review episode of the Chicago Bears review. And um, I begin the show with bad news. Um, Thursday night, um, I got my I got a, on a phone call. Uh, with the CEO of the Armchair All-Americans, the podcasting network that I am going to be joining. And um, we had a really awesome about 25-minute conversation uh, introducing him to you, you to him, and telling us what all we can expect on the Armchair Network outside of finding my show there, uh, beginning with the pre- uh, the week one preview episode in September and um recorded the conversation it, everything went great was really excited about it sat down yesterday after the chiefs game uh with the bears obviously and uh to edit it for today's show and found out that uh only my side of the conversation had been recorded so i have a 25 minute audio file of me talking to myself so it's awesome super awesome uh turns out that like an idiot, I did a, I did the Skype update before I talked to Andrew on Thursday night. And that new Skype update has a setting in it that turns off the use of third-party software to record Skype calls. I didn't find this out until I was messing around with the settings yesterday trying to figure out where things went wrong. So The awesome things that were included in that conversation were details on the armchair network that, you know, where 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 we are now, where we want to go in the future. Uh, It it started out as a more college based, um, you know, he went to University of Georgia. 
so he it first ended up being like they had a Georgia show, an LSU show, uh, and so on. They've got like eight teams in the SEC right now, eight teams in the Big Ten. They got six or seven teams in the Big Twelve, so on and so forth. So it's more college based uh, at the moment, college football more more specifically. And they're expanding into the NFL. We got a Titan show, a Cowboy show, that kind of thing thus far. We're looking to grow. Uh, from there with me coming into the fold starting with the preseason I keep saying preseason week one preview episode in September that Thursday or Friday before um, the first game of the year against Green Bay is when my show will officially be under the armchair uh, all-american media network umbrella so um, and also one huge thing that was announced in this conversation between myself and Andrew was the new name of the show. I um, gave a nice little background on where the new name of the show came from and so on and so forth and announced the new name of the show. So I am especially disappointed when I or was especially disappointed when I opened up that audio file to see that the, the way that the Skype recorder does it is that it splits the conversation into two sides. Whereas like, you know, when, when if, if you ever look at an audio file, you see a left and a right, but they're identical. With the way the Skype recorder does, the left side is me, the right side would be you, so to speak. So um, basically where I'm not talking, you see the, the auto waves from the other person talking and so on. And like I said, the, the left side was all me, the right side was just like, ooh, just the dead line of nothing happening. So you can imagine how disappointed I was because the interview went really great. We talked about the Bears. We talked about the the, the armchair network and, and, and how it began, where it is, why it was formed, which was a really great story. And um, basically, having heard that story from Andrew, it let me know that I'm mixed up with the right people because here is the story in a nutshell. He was, uh, he went to the university of Georgia and I swear, you know, I will tie all this together pretty soon. Um, he went to the university of Georgia. Uh, he was working the game in the press conference, in the press box, um, writing for, I think maybe the school newspaper or a website, something like that. And, um, something happened. It was against the, the university of Tennessee they score late touchdown, and then in the final moments of the game, Tennessee throws a Hail Mary, wins the game. And for him, that was the moment where there's like this unwritten rule in a press box between writers and, and, and media uh, members and such. There's no cheering in the press box. So if you have an allegiance on one side or the other, when that team scores a touchdown, there's no high five, there's no yeah, there's, there's none of that. Andrew falls to the ground because his team just lost in a in a murderous moment. A Hail Mary pass. The game is supposed to be over. A Hail Mary is exactly that. It's a Hail Mary. It's a shot in the dark. It's a throw, you know, drop to your knees and pray this works out. And every once in a while, it does. And in that case, it did. It went against him and his team. And there he is disheveled. He said, lying on the floor depressed and everyone else is looking at him like he's a crazy person and he started the network he and a couple of his friends started the network as a way of being able to still report on the game still report on the team but also do it's like what's wrong with being biased 
What's wrong with having a passion and a love for the team that you're reporting on? You know, you can you can do that and still be objective. You guys have heard me do it on this show for going on 12 seasons now. This is season number 12 that I'm doing the show. And when he told that story, I knew exactly. That's I, you know, I hadn't heard that story before until he was telling it on Thursday night. But that was the moment that I absolutely knew I was mixed up with the right people because they're coming at this from the same place that I am. It's the same reason why I started having people on the show back in 2015, because I wanted somebody other than me, somebody who had no no dog in the game, you know, horse in the game, horse in the fight, dog in the fight, whatever the hell the phrase is at the moment. But, you know, before when I would do the opponent previews, it was just me regurgitating what I knew and what I had, you know, what else I had learned uh, via NFL preview magazines or what did I pick up on NFL Live on ESPN or NFL Network and stuff like that. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It wasn't coming from a, 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 an informed, um, passionate position that it was when we have a Jeremy Reisman uh, on, on the show or, or, or a Josh Edwards who was a fan of the, the Browns, had him on the show last year, and the various people that we've had on the show over the last four seasons talking about their respective teams. These are people that have been with these teams pretty much their entire lives and have a lifetime of fanship and battle scars and happiness and sorrow, joy and depression to show for it. And that is what the Armchair Network is. That is what it is. And that's why I'm happy to be a part of it. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, I knew then, it, I felt good about the decision all the way, but then it was, that was that moment that you, you know. I know I'm in the right place, or I will be in September when the season begins. And um, so without further ado, it's time to tell you, before we get into the review of the game, what the new name of the show is going to be. Little story first. Back in 2004, um, myself and my good buddy Ryan Simmons, who some of you may remember, he's been on the show a couple of times. He actually helped me do the opponent previews 2000. 
12. So instead of me talking myself, it was he and I having a conversation, but basically doing the same thing, just talking about what we learned, what we knew, that kind of thing about the respective teams the Bears are playing in 2012. But um, he and I, we went to college together. Uh, we were broadcasting majors. Uh, he and I were the play-by-play announcers for the football games at Western Illinois. You guys have heard me tell the story before how when we called the playoff game between Western Illinois and Eastern Illinois in the fall of 2002, that was Tony Romo's last college football game ever. He and I were the announced team in the booth calling that one. So, and I got the video to prove it. So, but um, he and I, you know, in, in 2004, we're out of school, both living in the Quad City area, uh, you know, uh, in, the, in the same area uh, at the same time, and um, decided that, um, you know, there was this show on TV. Uh, it had only been around for a couple of years, was starting to pick up steam called Part of the Interruption on ESPN, which is now it feels like it's been around forever. You know, like it's always been on ESPN. That's how uh, how much of a staple that show has become uh, over the years and that we wanted to do a show like that. Um, Didn't know what we wanted to call it. We went through a list of names, kind of wanted to stick to their format because he and I have a tendency to get long winded on our conversations. One conversation leads to this, to a tangent and so on uh, and so forth. We're on the point, but what we thought we were going to try to get done in five minutes we somehow pushed to 20, you know, that's the, that's how we like, he and I are like women on the phone with each other. What you think, like you can talk to your buddy, maybe you get the whole conversation done in 10 minutes. If Simmons and I can keep it under three hours, we've really pulled something off that day. So usually when we get on the phone, that's your afternoon right there is Dyer and Simmons on the phone talking about whatever for three hours at a time it's it's amazing how he and i pull it off but we love the sound of our own voices and we love talking to each other so we don't talk to each other much maybe once a month once every couple of weeks that kind of thing but when we do boy we get it all in that's for sure so we finally settled on the name and it was going to be a general sports show we're gonna talk about everything football baseball uh across the board uh and, and maybe even throw in like we had a segment called off the subject where we talked about movies pop culture whatever the subject was at the time that was bugging us or you know that we felt the need to talk about and so on and so forth and in the end we picked the show called it the sports talk underground now some of my ogs might actually know of the Sports Talk Underground, because maybe some of you followed me from the Sports Talk Underground. Who knows? But trying to think of a name for the show, I decided that, um, you know, I also wanted to keep it original. God forbid, you know, um, things with the Armchair Network don't work out or, or what have you. And I don't want to have to name the show again. So that's why I didn't go with Armchair bears that's why i decided not to go with that the bears then i went back and forth with some of you about how there's like a chat board named after this there was a podcast that stopped doing episodes during the season last year but their twitter account is still active and so on and so forth so that's why the bears then fell out of favor um and in the end i want to have the most original name original sounding name possible i wanted bears to be in the title but nothing really seemed to work until i fell upon my old show name, the Sports Talk Underground. So going forward, starting with the week one preview episode in two weeks on September 5th or 6th, whatever that Thursday night is, the Chicago Bears review will forever then be changed to the Bears Talk Underground. I've got new logos. I got a brand new theme song courtesy of uh, 
uh, of uh, Jeff Black and the 35 Black Band. Um, I really appreciate them for allowing me to to use uh, the songs that they sent me. He also told me they plan on going back into the studio soon, so maybe we'll have some more songs uh, to to play with later on, and uh, you know help those guys get their name out there and everything. And um, we're gonna have a new theme, a new theme song, a new intro, same old uh, outro song because that's from Thirty Five Black uh, right there. Plus the first line of the outro of song is. Hey, man, you got to bear down in Hattonfield, Illinois. It's a song about the fictional town that the movie Halloween was set in. Um, But the first line is you got to bear down. How could I not use that? You know what I'm saying? But um, starting in September, Bears Talk Underground will be the future name of the show. It's going to be weird. Um, But the good news is the name is the only thing that's changing. The RSS feed, uh, you know, or the subscription, you know, uh, place that, you know, whatever you, you if you're following the show uh, via, you know, iTunes or anything like that, you'll still be on the same feed. The show will still update for you no matter what. The only thing that's changing is the name. Uh, for those of you on the Podbean site, if you're following it now, you'll still be a follower. Uh, the URL is probably going to change because the name of the show is changing. It won't be cbrpodcast.podbean anymore. It'll probably be BTU for Bears Talk Underground Podcast at podbean.com. Uh, and also, you know, we're all, it's going to be on the Armchair uh, All American uh, website uh, as well. So you'll be able to see all of that in my Twitter notifications. Uh, going forward so you want to start following um if there's an armchair bears um feed yet on on twitter well i'll, I'll get that guys i'll get that info to you guys uh next week uh for the after the bills game uh, i'll find out all that stuff for sure to uh kind of uh to make sure you guys have everything that you need in order to be able to uh still continue getting the show going through this uh this name transition and and, and whatnot so the Chicago Bears review page will become the Bear Stock Underground page. Still be able to find everything in the same place. It's just the name is changing uh, as far as uh, being able to find it. So no more Chicago Bears review. As of the um, the last show that's going to be released under the Chicago Bear review uh, umbrella is the, uh, next weekend's um, week four, preseason week four review, which is also – uh, when we announce the 53-man roster, uh, we do our picks that stick. We basically predict how we feel the 2018 season uh, is going to go, so on and so forth. That will be it for the Chicago Bears review. So after today, we got one episode left under the Chicago Bears review envelope from their uh, umbrella, I should say. And from then on, it'll be the Bears talk underground until the end of time. God help me. So, uh very excited. I hope you all like the name. I hope you like the logos that I've put together. I've got a couple of them out there. Uh, one is a slight tweak on the uh, existing episode with Buck the Bear in the little crest. Instead of CBR, it will now say BTU. I also have a new one where I'm kind of going back to the uh, blue, white, and orange crest that I had before with Buck the Bear. I named the Buck. I named the Bear after my, my, uh, my old puppy. May he rest in peace. Uh, my old dog Buckshot, so we just call the bear Buck, and in in the full size bear walking on all fours. It's an awesome picture with the four Chicago stars, and it says Bear Stock on it. It looks awesome. So I'm gonna release all that stuff next weekend after the um, 
final episode of the Chicago Bears review. So it's like Chicago Bears review. The last episode will probably come out on Saturday or so. Once the 53-man roster is announced, that show will go out. As soon as we know who the, uh, who the initial 53 men are going to be, then I'll get the show recorded, talk about if I watch the game on Thursday night, <laughs> to be honest with you, there's not a lot of motivation to do that. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably peek in on it or maybe have it on in the background, something like that. Who knows? It's uh, completely inconsequential. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But, um, you know, I'm very excited about this, guys. I'm very disappointed that the conversation with Andrew didn't stick. Um, but we'll probably have him back on the show at some point to, uh, to make an official uh, introduction to get to know him and uh, have him uh, let us know a bit more. Maybe I'll have him back on next week uh, to kind of fill in the gaps on that Buffalo Bills show <laughs> because I'm not really going to talk much about the game, guys. Unless something amazing happens in that game, it's going to be a whole lot of Tyler Bray and Taquan Mazel and you know guys like uh, Marlon Brown and and uh, you know a bunch of guys that aren't going to be on the team on Friday uh, after final cuts. Uh, get made so you know there'll be a f- I mean I'm sure that the Bears are in a spot right now where they maybe have like 48 49 of the 53 spots filled in and it's going to be that four you know those last four guys amongst the 40 that don't have jobs yet uh, fighting for a position and everybody else is playing for is auditioning for another team or hoping to catch on with the practice squad so I mean it's it's not going to be that interesting a game for fans Anyway, I mean, it's going to be super interesting for the guys actually playing it, of course. But, you know, we're not going to see Trubisky and Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks and Allen Robinson and all those guys. And we'll talk about why we didn't see him yesterday in a minute. But, you know, there's 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 nothing at stake here uh, for us fans. I'm not interested at all in, in really watching the game. Like I told you after the um, Cincinnati game. I'm over the preseason. I just want it to be over. Let's get to the real thing. Bears Packers Sunday night week one. Let's get it done. You know, let's get to it. Get it. Get on rolling. I want to see our guys on the field doing what they do and see how it all works out. This is something that we've all been dying to find out since like January 8th when Nagy was hired. So we've always wanted to know. You know, it was peaked again in, in during the free agency when we signed Robinson and Gabriel and Trey Burton and, and all those guys to go along with Cohen and Howard in the backfield. You know, Kyle, uh, Kyle Long keeps talking about how healthy and rejuvenated he feels. I can't wait to see that on the field and how that works out. Eddie, you know, Eddie Goldman playing for a new contract. He's in the final year of his rookie deal. Akeem Hicks. Can he be a beast again? Will Robertson Harris and, J- and Jonathan Bullard, which one of them is going to step up and take that other defensive end spot? Can Aaron Lynch and his sprained vagina actually get himself on the field? I heard he returned to practice on Thursday. And lim- he's not practicing yet, but he's running drills. Good for him. It's, it's nice that he actually puts a uniform on before we cut him uh, next week. So, you know, maybe he'll actually do something to make the team. Maybe he'll play on Thursday. Who knows? Maybe that will be the one interesting thing that makes me want to watch the game for a few minutes uh, on Thursday, that Aaron Lynch, uh, you know, in his healed vagina will actually be out on the field. Uh, on. So can you tell that I'm up? I've had my, and I'm just sick of this guy. He sprains, he, he hurts an ankle in OTAs in April does something to his hamstring in June. When he comes back in the preseason uh, for training camp, he re-aggravates that hamstring and hasn't, hasn't done a thing 
since. He hasn't suited up. He hasn't played and finally started practicing this past Thursday, just doing drills. He's not actually practicing, practicing yet, just doing drills. So maybe he'll suit up and play Thursday night uh, against the Bills. We'll see. And then I can start, you know, giving Aaron Lynch the respect he deserves as a football player. Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. But, um, you know, can't wait to see what those guys are going to be able to do when the season actually starts. Is, is it all hype and hope, or is it for real? You know, can the Bears put it all together when they seemingly have the pieces, not necessarily to win a championship, but the pieces to become legitimate for a change? It's been four straight seasons of finishing last in the division, four straight seasons of doing no better than six wins over the last four years, bottoming out with three wins back in 2016. This is not what we want to be. This is not what we want to see uh, from this team that we love and adore as much as we do. So can this be the year that it, that it begins to turn around if it doesn't fully turn around? I still think that 2019, it's, that's going to be the year where we become – you know, the Rams and the Eagles and, you know, that we make a huge leap forward to becoming legitimate contenders. 2018, I think this is our year to make noise, maybe surprise a few people, win some games that we weren't supposed to or base, you know, that most people don't expect us to, that kind of thing. But still, you know, seven and nine, eight and eight, but, you know, maybe a couple of bounces go our way. We could have been a 10 and six team that made the playoffs in 2019 is where we add the final piece or two. Uh, we, we shore this up. We fix that. We tweak this and we're monsters in 2019. That's kind of how I see this all realistically going out. But this is the NFL and the Rams did the same thing that we did, had a god awful, pathetic offense the year before. Got rid of the coach that was responsible for that. Brought in a young, enterprising guy to go along with the, the you know, the up and coming second year quarterback. Got some tools to go around him to to go along with a defense that was performing well to begin with. And next thing you know, eleven and five win the division, go to the playoffs. See if the Bears can pull that off this year. So, anyway, that's it for the future of the show going forward. After the, uh, with the release of the week one preview episode, we'll have our good friend Evan Western from Acme Packing Company to preview the Bears and Packers. That will be the first official show under the Armchair All-American umbrella. And uh, I'm very excited to uh, do that. I can't wait to, uh, to get started. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun, and I'm so happy that you guys will be able to join me uh, on this journey. And uh, going forward, I'm going to rely on you to help me with this because we're going to have sponsors going forward so i'm going to need you to click on the banner and and go to those websites and help me out here uh things like that you know go to this because uh, we got an uh, an ad uh campaign that begins this week as a matter of fact uh for a, a gambling site i'm not going to talk about it right now or get into the ad or whatnot but there's a promo code you guys can save money and all that kind of stuff it's going to be awesome you probably won't enjoy listening to me read ads, and I'm probably not going to enjoy do them, but it's the business. It's what I signed up for, and it can earn me a few extra bucks, and we can see what, what I can do with that. That would be fantastic. But, uh, you know, I'm going to need you guys to help me out with those kinds of things. Go on, click on the banner, do this, that, and the other. Spread the word, retweet this, share that, so on and so forth. Um, you know, let's get let's to it. I can't wait. I can't wait to get started. So... Anyway, that is all I have to say about that. Bears Talk Underground coming in September 
with the release of the week one preview episode. We got this one and one more episode under the old Chicago Bears review, and then it goes to rest in peace uh, forever. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a bittersweet moment is what it is, and uh, bitter that it has to come to an end, but sweet for the reasons that it does. It's because we're moving on to bigger and better things, and uh, I'm excited that I get to do this with this show and didn't have to find another way to actually be able to do that. I'm very very excited and i have you guys to thank for it because it's because of you actually listening that i'm still doing this into season number 12 so yeah if i was getting no feedback and knew no one was listening i probably wouldn't be doing it anymore so but uh because of you i'm still here and because of you i get to keep growing and see where i can actually take this thing so i'm very pumped and i'm very grateful so that being said the bears played a football game yesterday Uh, It didn't begin the way that we would have liked as far as seeing, you know, it's the one game on the preseason schedule that we all look forward to. It's the dress rehearsal game. It's where we know we're going to see the starters play well into the football game, Uh, at least the entire first half, maybe start a series in the third quarter and so on. And a decision was made around, I think, Thursday or so by Coach Nagy that basically negated all of that. So we'll talk about that and hear a bit more as we review preseason week three, the quote-unquote dress rehearsal game between the Bears and the Chiefs. Lots to be excited about going into this weekend's game. It was the dress rehearsal game, like I said a moment ago, the the one game on the preseason schedule that everyone looks forward to because it's the closest thing to an actual Sunday game that we'll be able to see until the season actually starts. You get to see the starters play for an extended period of time. It's the one preseason game that the team's game plan for, so they go into the game with a strategy and how they want to handle the situations uh, and so on. Uh, you know, it's just there's not as lot of fluff that that you'll find in most preseason games trying to figure out what number is, who is this guy? I've never seen him before. What number is that? Who is this dude? you know that kind of thing there's none of that because it's the usual suspects playing for the first 30 35 maybe 40 minutes uh, of the football game well that was thrown right the hell out the window by coach Nagy I think as early as Thursday saying that uh, the starters weren't going to play in this game uh, on Saturday and what was amazing about that was um, the conviction of coach Nagy with it and to tell you the truth, as a fan who is already sick of preseason, um, I honestly I love the decision. Not so much, the, you know, as 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 the fan that was dying to see Trubisky and company play into the second half, or to see the defensive starters see what they could do against Mahomes and the Chiefs and Tariq Hill and and all those guys. But um, more so, I love the decision, like behind Nagy. The way that he said it, the way that he it's like it's it's his decision and he doesn't feel the need to defend it. It's my football team. This was the decision that I made. You're either on board or you want or you aren't. Uh, Either way, I got a job to do and this is how I choose to do it. So take it or leave it. This is how it's going down on Saturday. We're playing the twos against the Chiefs. We're giving the ones the week off. And if you want to play devil's advocate and go with Nagy on this one, 
The Bears did have an extra week because of the Hall of Fame game. They've already played three uh, preseason games uh, already. Granted, the deepest that the starters played was into the second quarter last week against Denver, and it was a six in one hand, half uh, you know, half dozen in the other type of performance where we saw some really great things, but we also saw the team that went five and eleven last year. We saw flashes of both last week, so that's why we're also looking forward to this game on Saturday little because they also left us wanting more with the way that the team played they did not end the night on a positive note it, it ended on that uh, interception that Trubisky threw when he was trying to hit uh, Tariq Cohen uh, out of the backfield uh, you know last Saturday it, it did not end well so obviously we wanted to see more they're going to play longer on Saturday so maybe they'll get that cleaned up you even heard me say almost that exact same thing on the review episode last week but um you know He's like, we've had the extra game, we had the extra week of practice, and according to Nagy, we've had almost 2,000 snaps in practice preparing for the season. He said something to the effect, and I'm paraphrasing, you're not going to be able to convince me that an extra 25, 30 snaps in the preseason game would be the difference in us being ready for week one, or they wouldn't. Now, there are tons of people out there who would argue that they're real game reps against guys, you know, against guys who don't play for you that are trying out, you know, to do their jobs and such and stop you and so on and so forth. It could make a huge difference. Somebody out there could could argue that. But like I said, my uh, the, where, where I'm coming coming off as impressed with Nagy is the fact that he, you know, didn't feel the need to defend the decision because it was his decision. It's his football team. This is how I'm handling. And and the way that he handled that, honestly, I feel really good about where we're at as far as, you know, I, I definitely think or I, I, I'm getting close to being able to say, I know we have the right guy for the job here. If the guy is going to, you know, basically put his foot down on something like that, you know, he didn't feel the need to go into the press conference and say or to come up with a thousand different reasons as to why this was the best way to go to see which one the media would accept. He didn't feel the need to do that. And that's where I, where I come off respecting him the most for that. He didn't feel the need to defend this decision. It was his decision. I don't have to defend my decisions to you. You're not my boss or anything like that. I know the fans don't like it. And I'm sorry. But they'll get to see the team week one against Green Bay. That's the game that we're getting ready for. You know, th these games don't count. They don't matter. The guys that need the reps are the ones that are, that are actually playing, trying to make the team. Those are the ones that we have questions about. Those are the ones that we need to know things about. Like, you know, would Javon Wims have had the day that he had yesterday if he hadn't played for as long as he did? Great question. So... Maybe that's where he's coming at it with. But I do love the fact that he didn't feel the need to defend the situation, defend the, defend the decision uh, that he made uh, or anything like that. He was unapologetic about it. He was unapologetic about it. This guy is confident in his decision, confident in the belief that whether we win or lose week one against Green Bay, it's not going to be because those guys had those 25 or 30 snaps against the Chiefs on Saturday. So – where it comes in as a decision that nobody's happy about is that 
you know, obviously, like I've said a couple of times already, the dress rehearsal game is the one game on the preseason schedule that we look forward to. And God forbid if you were somebody who put down money for a ticket to go to that game because it was also the Bears' home opener. Is their first appearance, uh, their fourth preseason game, but their first one at Soldier Field. You know, neutral site for the Hall of Fame game. First two games were in Cincy and Denver. The Bears hadn't played at home yet. Their first game in front of the home crowd, uh, it was almost like I hadn't seen the place. Like, Jesus, man. Hey, the Bears are at home. How about that? It's great, you know. But um, it just, uh, I mean, the preseason games, obviously they are cheaper, but they're not cheap. They're not cheap tickets. You don't go into it. You know, I, I bet there are some people who decided not to go because they heard the starters weren't going to play. Then what the hell is the point? I bought the tickets to this game because I wanted to see the starters play, and I can't afford 300 bucks for a ticket when the season starts a few weeks from now. So screw it. I'm not going. You know, I'll sell them. I don't care. I'm sure that there were people because the place was not sold out. It was not completely packed. You could see that. So, you know, it's <laughs> – there are probably some people who decided not to show up because it uh, because they knew the starters weren't going to play. What's funny is what we got was our number twos kicking the piss out of the Chiefs for the first 30 minutes of the football game. It was actually pretty amazing uh, to sit there and watch that. Um, you know, I was super impressed with the way that the twos uh, played the ball game uh, on, on Saturday. I mean, it just um, – it went not at all the way that you would expect, to be honest with you. Uh, the Bears started off with the football, and six plays, seven, uh, six plays and 60 yards later, the Bears are on the board seven to nothing. We're moving the football. We're getting it downfield. Um, nobody started. I mean, nobody resembling a starter or a major contributor played. The closest thing that we had was Taylor Gabriel catching the first pass of the game, and then I think that was it for him. I don't remember seeing him again uh, for the rest of the game. Uh, Eric Cush was out there at left guard. You know, right now I think he is the starting left guard, so he's basically the only starter that did play. Uh, on Saturday, our starting offensive line on Saturday was uh, from right to left. Uh, Rashad Coward, Earl Watford, James Daniels, the rookie, started at center uh, in this ball game. Uh, Eric Cush at left guard and Bradley Soul at left tackle. So um, we capped off that drive with a 13-yard touchdown run uh, from Benny Cunningham. And I was like, well, that was pretty good. I like that. That was fun. Six plays, 60 yards. The Bears are up 7 nothing. Then the, uh, they give up the football uh, to the Chiefs, and it's the starters. And I mean every single one of them from Kansas City, from, from Tyreek Hill to Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Eric Fisher, the starting left tackle, you name it. They were out there, and, um, you know, on defense, our, our starter slash guys that we plan to see routinely on Sundays, Craven LeBlanc, uh, Nick Kwiatkowski, uh, Jonathan Bullard, and Roy Robertson-Harris, the only thing close to – uh, starters, um, and I use air quotes there. These are guys that are going to be on the field all the time. Um, but uh, they were the ones that started the game on Saturday. But um, you kind of get something that you would expect in that first defensive drive for the Bears. The Kansas City starters were carving them up. Big plays, first downs, moving it right down the field. Uh, Kareem Hunt scored on a swing pass for a touchdown that appeared to be a blown coverage. The Bears were blitzing. Kasim Etabale uh, from the outside linebacker uh, position, blitzed on the play, came straight for him, and nobody took his uh, assignment, which was Kareem Hunt coming out of the backfield. Jim Miller thinks it was uh, DeAndre Hall 
the, the safety should have uh, picked him up, and he didn't. And instead, Kareem Hunt goes right in for a touchdown and six plays, 74 yards. Later, it is uh, 7-7. So it's tied. Two bang-bang touchdown drives right out of the gates for both teams. But that's where the, the, the drive took a steep curve you know it's a steep left turn because the Bears offense kept chugging right along and the KCD uh, offense got a field goal on their next drive but that was it that was it they, they sprinkled them some stuff in in the second half got a garbage touchdown some of the worst I mean that actually wasn't even tackling uh, on that last touchdown it was everybody kind of standing around watching the guy run past him waiting for somebody else to hit him kind of thing or at least that's what it what it looked like the guy turned a nothing reception turned it up field, made a move on one guy, and then it's just like people just started running past him like they were supposed to just tag him or something. And he was, you know, it's preseason. It's still regular tackle football. Go get his ass. And instead, he runs in to make it a much more interesting 27-20 to 20, uh, as opposed to, like, the game was 27-20. The game wasn't that close. Or the score was 27-20. The game was not that close. The Bears kicked the hell out of Kansas City yesterday. It was a really fun game to be a Bear fan, uh, despite it being a preseason game yesterday. They were very impressive uh, looking yesterday. And, um, you know, going back to the second drive on offense in the first quarter, um, originally it was going to be, I think, four or five plays and then a punt. And I don't even know what the penalty was on Kansas City, but it extended the drive, gave the Bears – a first down, and the Bears, not to look a gift horse in the mouth, turned it into a touchdown drive. And here's three words that have never been said in a sentence in, in, in the NFL before. Kevin White, touchdown. A 29-yard pass, and you go back, and they did an isolation on Kevin White on that play. The move that he put on Orlando Skandrick was... <laughs> Not a good look on Orlando Skandrick, that's for sure. He did kind of this stutter step juke move on Orlando Skandrick, and he ran right past him, was wide open. I mean, here's how wide open he was. Uh, Chase Daniel shorted the pass. Uh, Kevin White had to stop and wait for it kind of thing, and he still had a good five yards before uh, the defender would have been able to catch up to him. So he was virtually untouched, had time to stop and wait for the ball to, before he ran it into the end zone. That's how open Kevin White was on that particular play. Uh, 29 yards for the touchdown. The Bears are up 14-7. to Kevin White catches one more pass for four yards, so he's two catches, 33 yards, and a touchdown on the day. A good day for Kevin White. Very good to see him do that. And that move that he put on Orlando Skandrick, that's the guy that we drafted. So if we can see some more of that guy, maybe we might actually get some fireworks out of Kevin White while he's still got some time left uh, in Chicago. Um, second defensive drive, the, some of the notes I wrote down, we're not getting sacks, but good pressure on Mahomes. He's had to break the pocket quite a bit. And, you know, I'm not really sure if it's, you know, if it's an experience or, if, you know, like if he's getting nervous due to his inexperience or whatever, or if it's real pressure, but it's affected him. You know, he's had to roll out of the pocket and, and make throws running and things like that. The Bears are putting pressure on him, whether it was Adabale or, or Kasim or uh, Kasim. Kylie Fitz, Kasim Adabale, that's his first name. Uh, but Kylie Fitz, um, Isaiah Irving uh, was back on the field uh, yesterday. Uh, good pressure from those guys uh, yesterday. 
Uh, also, good looking up, up front. Uh, Roy Robinson Harris, uh, Jonathan Bullard, you know, those guys getting some pressure in there. Bilal Nichols, very impressive for a fifth round uh, draft choice. You know, obviously he's playing later on uh, in the game, but this is a guy that's going to make the team and, and uh, maybe a year or two uh, from now, we're talking about him being the bookend to, to Akeem Hicks and uh, being able to do some real damage out there. I've been very impressed what we've seen uh, from Bilal Nichols in the preseason thus far. So the Bears are up 14-10 to 10, uh, after the Kevin White touchdown. Uh, third offensive drive, and I just talk about the, the drives in the first half and the second half. It, we only scored three points in the second half. It's not a lot to talk about there. But um, third offensive drive for the Bears, huge play from Javon Wims, and it was a lot of yards after the catch. He's doing a crossing pattern, catches the football, turns it upfield. 53 yards later, the Bears are at the Kansas City 23-yard line and caps off the drive with an amazing, uh, you know, diving, arms-reaching, toe-dragging touchdown catch in the corner of the end zone. The Bears have had the ball for three drives. We got three touchdowns on the board. We're up 21 to 10. This play, or this drive, seven plays, 91 yards. Very impressive-looking drive for the Bears to go the length of the field like that. How many times did the Bears do that last year? I would wager that it, the number is zero. I would wager that it's very close. That The over-under I'd put on the Bears doing 90-yard drives last year, the over-under would be like one and a half. If we did it twice last year, you could blow me over with a feather. It would be I would be so shocked if that offense pulled off a 90-yard drive more than once last year. But, um, you know... After that second drive where the Chiefs kicked the field goal, the defense buckled down. They didn't get a thing done for the rest of the first half. Uh, the, the, the Chiefs only had 134 yards of offense and six first downs in the first half. The Bears shut them down. We, we didn't generate any turnovers. We didn't sack Mahomes until into the second half. I think the third quarter was the first time we got a sack. But... You know, like I said, good pressures. Mahomes had, Mahomes had to break the pocket several times, rolling to his right or his left to try to find open receivers. Sometimes he did. Sometimes he just threw the ball away because there was no one there or anything. But the Bears were altering the plan because they were getting decent pressure. They weren't closing the deal, but they were affecting the quarterback. And then uh, finally on the uh, fifth drive uh, of the uh, first half, the Bears uh, finish it off with a field goal capped off by Cody Parkey, 48-yard field goal, 24-10, our beloved, at halftime. An amazing first half of football. We match our the amount of points uh, that it took us all four quarters to score uh, in Denver last week. We matched it in the first 30 minutes. We put uh, four scoring drives together in five scoring in five drive attempts uh, in the first half. Uh, 280 yards of total offense. Uh, for the offense, 16 first downs, and a big stat that will be very important as the season goes along, four for seven on third down. That is huge uh, to be able to pull off a, a, you know, for the percentage on third down opportunities to be in your favor is a huge thing uh, for an offense. It's actually also a huge thing for a defense as well because if we're converting on third down, that's more rest our defense gets to sit on the sideline and get ready to get after them. So a very promising uh, thing uh, to see that. And this is from our twos, guys, from our twos. So one could only assume that it may have been better with the ones uh, out there. But uh, Chase Daniel had an amazing half of football. Didn't play at all in the second half. 15 of 18, 198 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. 
Six rushes for 47 yards. He led the team in rushing uh, as well. Nine different receivers caught balls uh, in the first half, and we had 19 minutes, seven seconds time of possession in the first 30 minutes of the ball game. That is dominance right there. The only thing that was missing was a sack and interception or a fumble or something like that. But otherwise, as perfect a half of football as you could ask for. We gave up a touchdown drive and then settled down after that. Their next drive got a first down or two, but then they had to settle for a field goal and then nothing from the Chiefs until the fourth quarter. That's when they put those last points uh, together. Their first drive of the second half, the Chiefs come out 14 plays, 65 yards. I think it was over 10 minutes. I think it was ma- close to 10 minutes at least. I think it was like five and a half minutes to go in the third quarter before the Bears got the ball back for the first time. But that long drive, 14 plays, 65 yards, came up empty. Andy Reid went, was going for it uh, on fourth and two. Uh, we did sack Mahomes, I think a player two before inside the five-yard line, but fourth and two from the five the Chiefs come up empty, so they had that, you know, a 10-minute drive that comes away with nothing. That's amazing. That is amazing. The defense buckling down there in the red zone to turn the Chiefs away with nothing. Uh, Tyler Bray started the second half at quarter. I mean, it was practically the fourth quarter before he finally got in because of that 10-minute drive. But um, the the major fireworks in the second half were Javon Wims. Uh, making, making another catch, a 44-yarder this time uh, in the second half. Uh, making some moves after making a really nice-looking catch. Uh, Bray, God, you can tell the guy's got an amazing arm, but he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn with his accuracy. It's terrible. The one decent pass he threw in the second half was that throw to Javon Wims, and it was a dime. It was a great-looking throw uh, from Bray on that one, but the rest of them were not very good. I didn't even bother to see what his stats were because percentage-wise, it probably wasn't a good thing uh, for him. But... um, Javon Williams, four catches, 114 yards, and those two big plays. He had like 90-plus yards on those two plays, 53 and 44 for those two big catches and the touchdown uh, in the first quarter. Uh, So, you know, it's going to be tough uh, for a guy like uh, Bellamy and Benny Fowler and Marlon Brown uh, to make the team right now with, with Kevin White making his first touchdown and not to mention the fact the six or seven million dollars he's making that's guaranteed probably puts him on the roster no problem and then Javon Wims how are you going to keep this guy off the field let alone off the team after the way he played against the starters that's the thing he did that against the starters against Kansas City uh, in the first half how are you going to keep that guy off the field let alone off the roster uh, when the Bears cut it down to 53. So maybe if the Bears keep, if they keep six, that's Robinson, Gabriel, Miller, there's three, Kevin White, four, Javon Williams, five. So maybe they keep Bellamy because he's our resident special teams guy. That'll be number six. But Fowler, Marlon Brown, those guys, you know, probably going to have to be looking for employment uh, elsewhere thanks to the emergence of Javon Wims and what he's been able to do uh, thus far in the uh, preseason. So um, I think it would take uh, take a, a pretty big uh, miracle for as far as Brown and, and Fowler and those guys are concerned uh, to get a shot to, to make the team like, I hate to even say it, an injury of some kind. But um, we'll have to wait and see uh, on that one. But, um, 
You know, the Bears had a field goal late, another field goal from Parkey. I think it was only like maybe a 29-yarder uh, this time. It was a short one, I'm pretty sure. And uh, the Chiefs add some points later on. Uh, the final score, 27-20. to 20, But as I mentioned before, the game wasn't that close. It wasn't a one-score game. The Bears kicked the hell out of Kansas City yesterday. It was a great thing to see, winning the first game at home uh, and everything. And what was really fun to see was the in-the-locker-room videos. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, either go to Bears.com or check out the Chicago Bear Twitter feed uh, or whatever. There's a video uh, of the Bears celebrating uh, in the locker room. Uh, not that it's like this huge victory or anything like that, but just Nagy. And it's it, what it shows is how behind Nagy these guys are at this point. And I that, think that's more about more what that video is about than anything else. Not the Bears celebrating a meaningless preseason win against the Kansas City Chiefs or that even Nagy beat his mentor in the football game, technically. But... Um, more so that, uh, you know, these guys are behind Nagy and what he's doing, what he's preaching to the team, uh, and so on. Uh, Kyle Long made a, deci- uh, made a little speech at the end saying this was uh, Coach Nagy's first win in Soldier Field as the head coach and gave him the game ball. You know, that's the kind of stuff that, um, you know, lets me, lets me know that the, po- the arrow is pointing up. We're headed in the right direction, and um, I'm confident that uh, things are going to start turning around for us we're going to have a lot more victory monday episodes we're going to have a lot more happy weeks leading into the next game instead of the dreaded uh how's it going to be this weekend kind of thing i really do believe that at this point so it's um it's encouraging to say the least so i'm really looking forward to this season getting underway let's get past thursday night let's get everybody out healthy or everybody who matters let's get them out healthy and get to it get after this season and see where the chips are going to fall man i think that that's why we as bear fans have been so excited and so eager for this year to get underway get rid of these stupid ass meaningless preseason games i don't care you know as happy as i am to see the bears playing football again i want to see the real bears play in real games to see how to get these questions answered god damn it you know is Nagy the real deal can trubisky make the step in year two can, you know, can Howard and Cohen be on the field together and, you know, really create some mismatches against the defense? Can our defense keep moving forward? Can Akeem Hicks keep being a monster? Can Eddie Goldman do some things this year? Which one is it going to be, Robinson Harris or Jonathan Bullitt, that other defensive end position? Is another offensive uh, outside linebacker going to emerge? Can the secondary repeat what they did a year ago where they were so vastly improved? You know, can Amukamura and Fuller stay healthy and keep it out there? You know, can Amos and uh, Eddie Jackson? Well, Eddie Jackson is probably a bigger question mark just because of the history of bare safeties. Those rookies come out and they're monsters year one, and then year two, they're gone. So, hell, Adrian Amos did the same thing. He had a really good rookie season in 2015. Then 2016, he kind of fell off a little bit and then became a monster again last year. So, hopefully, Eddie, Eddie Jackson doesn't suffer a soft mercy slump we can't really afford for him to do that so you know but can those guys really put it together can they be 
you know, so good for us that Fangio can take some more chances with blitzes because he knows he's covered on the backside. He knows that his coverage is there so he can send Roquan and Kwiatkowski and uh, Trevathan on blitzes and, and mix some things up. He can do a corner blitz with Craven LeBlanc on, on a nickel package and, and things like that. And, and, and thing, you know, there, it becomes a lot more of an option when you can rely on your secondary. When, when they're, uh, you know, just Swiss cheese and they, anything can run right through them, you, you got to just send four guys and drop seven, you know, that kind of thing to be able to defend properly. But maybe if the secondary can do its job, you can send the other seven guys and get to the goddamn quarterback. That would be so awesome if the Bears could be more aggressive on defense. And then back to offense, you know, Allen Robinson, is he ready to go? Taylor Gabriel's had a foot problem the last couple of weeks. That's why we haven't seen him yet. Trey Burton, can he continue his performance into the regular season uh, and so on? Can other people step up so that Trey Burton is the only person we have to worry about kind of thing? These are all questions I can't wait to see the answers to and we finally get underway uh, on the 9th of September. Super jacked about it. So anyway, that is going to do it for the preseason week three episode of the Chicago Bears review. Come back, I would say Saturday, because I'm probably going to be, you know, probably going to be mixing it up on Friday with roster cuts and announcing who the roster is and so on and so forth. It'll probably be Saturday. We'll be back. Our final episode as the Chicago Bears review. We're revealing the 53-man roster. We're going through the picks that stick, letting you know how I think the, the NFL season is going to unfold or my, my useless, thoughtless, incorrect predictions because that's usually how it all turns out. But um, I think I correctly predicted the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl last year. Who cares? They lost anyway. But anyhow, um, that's it. We'll be back. One more episode on the Chicago Bears of you umbrella. Then we move to the Armchair All-American Network as Bears Talk Underground. So excited. And, um, yeah, so come back next weekend for the final episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. <laughs>